I don't know. Just FYI, I want to name this um, this podcast Pay Attention because I really feel like that's just like the like whole thing that just needs to be said during this time. So there's so many people that I feel like missed the point for so long and are now like, oh. I'm Ray. I'm Bree, and this is the R&B podcast, a pop culture podcast in which we wrap up each week's pop culture events. Um, although this is a heavier episode because as y'all probably all know, if you've been on any social media, there's currently a civil rights movement happening. Um, so we figured we talk about that and like our thoughts and feelings like during this time. And I mean just to be clear too like it's not even like a like a civil rights movement that's currently happening like this has been the movement i everyone's just jumping like just jumping on now like this is black people's reality yeah and everyone seems to finally be paying attention to it so yeah i feel like a large part of that has to do with the fact that we are still like a lot of us are still at home all the time and so like we are on social media even people who like have worked they're working remotely and so like honestly ever since like the video which I was lucky enough that I never saw it on my feed um I know that there's issues like there's like trigger warnings or anything with that video um but, like, ever since then, like, this is all anyone's talked about. People are barely talking about Corona. Um, like, and I think it's just because we had nothing else to talk about but for COVID for so long that people are hopping on this because it's just something else. Um, which is my main concern, TBH. Yeah. Which I understand. And I think it's valid. Will I take it? Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I, I, I am, you know, reassured in the fact that there are multiple people saying, you know, this isn't the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that all four of those monsters have been, um, they haven't been convicted, but they have been charged. Yes. Um, this is as That's of, not the end of it. That's not what we're marking Yeah, and this for. is as of you know Wednesday, I mean? like, June 3rd, like, in the evening. Like, this has been a very fast-paced yeah yeah as of today june 3rd they're just now like Derek chauvin who's on his neck he had been he had been arrested i want to say probably last thursday or friday Mm -hmm. as of this wednesday now the other three um officers involved have been charged however one of them was like mia like fled so really i did not know that yeah he's missing in action so but yeah yeah it's it's also crazy because like because i'm not like at home i don't have like news like i did find this out weirdly on stan twitter um because no one was tweeting about anything stan related everyone was talking about black lives matter and that's how i found out all this stuff was happening um which was weird and jarring and 
social media is playing such a big part in this movement it's not even funny you're right social media is just playing a huge huge role in it and i'm so grateful especially since the the media seems to be i feel like it's very informative at times and i feel like it can shed light on a lot of different things but there are also there's they also have um an agenda to entertain i feel like that has to be said as Mm -hmm. well so peaceful protests aren't always entertaining you know so while they're marching peacefully in philadelphia and los angeles and while they're marching peacefully on in colorado and in michigan they all they want to focus on is new york where there's looting or in different boroughs where police are um are being or where things are being thrown at police and and such where it's like those are such and i it's so frustrating to watch all day watch peaceful protests and watch everyone be on one accord and then for cnn at come curfew time in new york all they're doing is waiting for violence to erupt Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also, I, like, you briefly explained the looting in our chat, but, like, for me, like, I don't know, I feel like I saw a tweet that was, like, protesters are protesting and looters are looting. Like, they're not the same. I still don't really grasp the concept or, like, the point of looting. I feel like that's more of a, like, like like a fight against capitalism. I know people are very anti-capitalism. Like, I don't really understand yeah. where, like, how the looting came to be a part of I, this. I, and I will say that, um, I will say that there has been a large, a large part of the looting, I will say, has come from opportunists, opportunists, and it has come from, um, I would say, majority white delegation that decided that this would be a great moment to oppose capitalism which I get it everyone's been at home everyone's hmm. been with other unemployment is higher than it's ever been we there was one stimulus check given it excluded a large majority of the population um and to be and I, I doubt another one is coming I just really doubt it and there's just so much the economy is just trash right now. So I, I get it. There are people struggling. And so the, the, I feel like people are taking this as a moment to spread their own agenda about the economy and blah, 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 uh-huh. blah. Okay. So like, I'm, so I'm like However, following somewhat correctly. But... <laughs> yeah. You're, fo- you're following somewhat correctly. However, the spotlight on looting is absolutely ridiculous because here's the thing. George Floyd, well, the the arrest initially was because he apparently, allegedly, was trying to use a counterfeit $20 bill. That man's life was taken for $20. I do not care about a target. Like, when you, when, when people take those possessions when they take those properties when they take you know 
all that. And I, and I understand the small business part of it. I understand the black owned business part of it. I understand all of that, but I don't give a damn about a target. I don't give a damn about a FedEx. I don't care about a Starbucks. I mean, yeah, I, I personally don't care, don't care either because it, it does seem like they mainly have been targeting like corporations and chains and stuff. I just was very confused mm-hmm. on like the purpose of it. No, and the, I, there's to be, and there is no purpose. And even if in the beginning it was, you know, people who were just tired and who didn't know what to do and who were just at the, so helpless and at the end of their rope that they were like, no, burn this bitch down. So mm-hmm. be it. Right now, we need to be educating people on the policies and on the actual goal of the movement that we're trying to get through. Yeah. And there's so many people who are like, you know, well, these riots, well, these rallies, well, these violent protests. No, those aren't protesters. Protests have been happening every single day, I would say, between work business mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. I saw in D.C. once where they got to the curfew time, they kneeled, and then they dispersed to say, fuck your curfew, and then they left. That's it. I also, we also just need to talk about the fact that these curfews that they're imposing, while yes, they say that they're supposed to be weeding out the protesters from the looters and the violent people, they're so early in the day and they're so arbitrary to the fact that policemen are literally being told right now and are enacting on it, which is disgusting, that anyone in the street pass these curfews is fair game to be shot, to be arrested, to be tear gassed and pepper sprayed, which is not okay. There have been people going to the grocery store. There have been people walking home from late nights at work, which which there is a large, large population of, of people of color and black people who work night shifts because they work lower income yeah. jobs. And the added layer that like what really set me off about the curfews is the fact that like uh, like six weeks ago when people were like out on the beach and stuff during the virus, like where were the curfews then? And, like, why were they not enforced? Like, why was it all of a sudden when it became, like, a race thing? Now we have curfews. Because they're doing everything in their power to say, yeah, there are racist issues. And there are a few racist cops that we need to weed out. But this isn't a ra- – police aren't racist. The establishment – the police are a racist establishment. Let's just get that out of the way. They were not – created until slavery ended and white people felt the need to protect their property from people that they could no longer control mm-hmm. yeah oh. I don't know Bree. I'm just I've been in a state of mourning mm-hmm. for the past week like I have felt like I've been walking through just water like I it's I've been so just down yeah i've like it's been a mix of like me feeling like everything and feeling like nothing um like i feel like i've texted you for times just being like i just there's so much happening that i just am like kind of numb to it um but like today i like def like i saw that raven clip and i like 
started crying because one I was like damn I didn't realize like and maybe maybe because I watched that show like I probably like seeked out friends like Chelsea but I was like damn Chelsea one is just a great ally like she had no reason to be that kind of character but also like I do very much remember watching that episode and like understanding the injustice and like the fact that there are like parents that are mad about the Nickelodeon commercial that I guess is airing of like eight minutes or nine minutes or whatever of like nothing but breathing like I was like why was it that I was allowed to watch this That's So Raven episode and understand and get the concept of like racism and just a workplace um and yet like your kid can't handle a commercial black children regardless of episodes of television are taught from an early age you know, about racism. We're taught about violence against black people. We're taught about these things. We're taught to be weary of white people and of police. White kids do not have that kind of instilled fear in them. And so when people, so when I saw that tweet and that mom was like, my child is terrified. So are black children. Black children are terrified every fucking day. I don't care. They should and until black kids can be kids, your kids can be and it's scared. And just, like, scared for their lives. Like, the amount of, like, bullying that, like, kids go through due to race, like, is disgusting. And that's why it's so annoying when people are like, well, they're too young to understand that they can't say the N-word or whatever. Then I'm like, why are they saying it at 10? If they're old enough to say it, they should be old enough not know to not say it. Yeah. There have been countless jokes that I, uh, countless insensitive comments that I was that were said towards me I mean just in high school I can name five off the top of my head from teachers and from students alike that I was just like you know what I guess this is just what it is you know what I mean it's like it's just like this is so ingrained in just my reality that I'm just like I, I Karen please I think too like I have been reflecting a lot and like realizing just like the little moments that have just been racist and I didn't realize like I was like thinking about like when I wore my yes we can shirt in fourth and eighth grade after Obama won and like teachers like scoffing or rolling their eyes I'm like like for another reason like I was okay with that as a child and I just didn't realize like that was rude and that shouldn't have happened and that's just disgusting I fully had a girl who every, I mean, she was mean to everyone, not just me, but whatever, you know, when Obama won in eighth grade, I mean, she was sobbing in our history class, sobbing and looked at me and says, my parents are doctors. We're screwed. And I mean, just the most hateful look on her face. And I was like, where do you think I live? (laughs) Like. My mom's a doctor, and we're not screwed. So what? What I you think you're the only person with a mommy doctor? And also, uh, the worst think- part about that, story, like, not even the racist undertones, but the fact that your parents are doctors, both plural parents are doctors. That privilege is out of control. Like, what are you crying for? Why did your parents let you walk around believing that? Because you know, like, she didn't mm-hmm. know. It just, I'm like today, this past week, 
since Ahmad, since Brianna, since literally everything has been happening in these past couple of weeks, I'm just tired. And that's why I'm so like, it's not my job to educate you. It's not. Yeah. I've been put in too many situations where I've been the person who needs to educate people and teach people how to respect me. And I won't do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Like, we're only 21. And just like, and it's like hard to because we did grow up in a predominantly white, like, neighborhood. And so like, our school, we had mainly white classmates and stuff. So like, but because of that, we were, I think, definitely exposed to a lot more, like, just day-to-day microaggressions that, like, we otherwise wouldn't have had to deal with. And, like, which mm-hmm. is, and it's just, like, hard because it was, like, I didn't realize they were microaggressions until, like, my grown age now. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, like, sucks. Yeah. It really does. And and listen, we understand our privilege. We understand that coming from the yeah. place that we come from, we had a lot more privilege than majority of, of Black Americans. And I, we're totally grateful for that. But I think what we see every day isn't necessarily the the blatant things that people would, would call, you know, would, would, would hear immediately and go, oh, that's racist. We hear the little things, the little side comments, the jokes, the dismissive uh, behavior. How many watermelon that... fried chicken jokes would be probably here growing up? Oh, yeah. All the time. Like, all the time. The The amount of times that people will say, oh, well, because you're black, or or, or to make, to, to, like, stick things in my hair, uh, yeah. or or to ask, you know, even asking, uh, you know, like, How'd your hair get The like worst that? was after summer vacation when, like, all the little white girls had their tans and they would want to, like, compare their skin tone to you. I don't know if that happened to you, but it happened to me all the time. Yeah. And it's, like, it, it's, that, it's that stuff that it's, like, what? And it's, like, it's not just these kids. It's parents. We've talked about, like, I've talked about before on here that I've had literal moms when I was 10 telling not only me but other white moms around them that I'm the whitest little black girl they've ever met and you know that's like just meaning that you're well spoken and that you aren't what they would assume is ghetto or stereotypically black like that's so Mm -hmm. it's like I've been experiencing that kind of thing since I was 10 yeah before that and these are the same people who are posting their black squares on instagram and like talking about like the petitions and doing these things and it's like yes thank you for like donating money and signing these petitions but also like take a look inside yourself and like realize that some of the things you probably have done just were not appropriate yeah i mean that's that's the first step if you want to be an ally and understand this is the first time that i'm going to be educating and the last time that i'm going to be educating you on this if you want to be an ally one open your purse (laughs) and two check yourself because here's the thing we started out with a mod a couple weeks well we started out with Mm -hmm. brianna taylor we need justice for her as well her her murderers are still out there on the street so let's start there she was at home. They may they barge in, which they I. They barge in. She's asleep. Her boyfriend, 
who the NRA says and the Second Amendment says, and most white people, white conservatives will say, had a right to protect his mm-hmm. property, starts shooting, and she ends up getting shot and dies. And her boyfriend is now in custody. So let's let's just let that simmer on you real quick. Then we go to Ahmad, which happened in February, but video didn't come out until May. So this has been months that Georgia laws that say that a citizen's arrest can happen if a private person sees an offender and if the offense is committed in his presence or within his immediate knowledge, which is just bullshit to be in an actual constitution, which to be a law in general, that any citizen with a gun can go up and arrest anyone who they think or they can say committed some sort of crime. I mean, I'm not surprised in Georgia. I'm not surprised, but these are the laws that we need to be coming up against. Like, understand, these are the laws that kept people out of jail, that kept two white men out of jail for two weeks for killing an unarmed black man who yeah. was on a jog. Then we have the Cooper situation in New York where a bird watcher tells a white woman to put her dog on a leash. She decides that she feels threatened, which I, I, if you haven't watched this video, I urge you to go watch it and just to see the change in tone from when she's threatening him, saying, I'm going to tell the police that an African-American man is threatening me right now. And then she gets on the phone in hysterics, puts on the best white woman voice I've heard in a while. She should get an Oscar (laughs) for it, honestly. It was a great performance. And repeats multiple times that an African-American man is threatening her her life and her dog. And this man is, is bare minimum 10 feet away from her with binoculars and a helmet Mm -hmm. on. And I I, I literally, I watched it and I told my mom, I said, African-American sounds a lot like nigger, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, looking at that and seeing how a self-proclaimed liberal Democrat, an upstanding white woman, who's supposed to be an ally already, found it so easy to weaponize being African-American. Always. And so, so that literally happens. And then it's like the next day you see police brutality at its finest. A man kneeling on another man's neck, which, which, which turned out to be three men kneeling on a, on a man's body for nine minutes as the life drained out of his body, as he lost all of his dignity, on, on, on Facebook Live with the most cool and calm demeanor I've ever seen. Hands in his pockets. I, I haven't seen people that chill My thing part. is, is like, I feel like, regardless of race, it takes so much to be a murderer. Like, especially, oh, yeah. and, like, especially, especially suffocating somebody like that's literally minutes of killing 
you have to be so twisted. Like, he should not even, like, he should just not even be a police officer, period. And he had had 12 violations before this. So, Amy Klobuchar, while you want to talk about taking many steps, you had the opportunity to prosecute him years ago for shooting for a shooting for police brutality, which he had been accused of on multiple times, and you refused to do it. So I don't want to hear anything about the steps that you're taking towards justice. Yeah. As a whole, this is just, I guess, I, like I said, this is just within the, the span of about a month. This has been, there have been so many instances and so many, so many stories brought to light that I just feel like, like at this point, they couldn't deny it anymore. They couldn't say, you know, well, we have to get all the evidence. We have to get, no. No. You've seen it at every single level. You've seen it where a woman was fine signing a man's death sentence. And thank God nothing happened. But it very well could have. And you saw the what could have happened if that had, if she had succeeded in getting the police to come out there and look at him. It's just mind-boggling to me how anyone could look at all of this and still say, I'm going to support a egotistical, maniacal man who would use blunt force, saying things like dominating when it comes to peaceful protesters so that he can walk across the street to take a to take a picture in front of a church with a Bible, which was upside down backwards, and he probably hasn't opened since the beginning of time. Yeah, I like. If he like the fact like any percentage of those that he gets at this next election is going to be disgusting, because I he shouldn't even be allowed to run again. The amount I, I just feel like the amount of people who supported him, I'm like, how do you support a man who has never even read the first, the preamble of the Constitution? I mean, it's hard. How could you like even support a man who is as prejudiced as he is against any minority? Like, because they're prejudiced, because they believe the exact same things that he does. But there's black people who are Republicans who voted for him. There are women who voted for him. Like, so many minorities voted for him. And that's just, like, where it's confusing. Because, like... Because there are people who feel like I'm the exception. Who have lived their whole lives being told, you're the whitest little black girl that I've ever seen. Who have lived their whole lives being some man's stepping stool. That they feel like they're living their lives right. And they're under so much trauma themselves that they don't even understand that they're in captivity. Like, the system just is not built for anybody but who the founding fathers were (laughs) white men. I just really hope that, and I also need to be accountable and I need to be better about it, is, like, if people, like, need to, like, continue to be activists for Black Lives Matter, like, once we go back, once this momentum's done and we're, like, going back to, like, being silly on social media or whatever, like, 
people still need to be talking about it. People need to still be signing petitions, like sending links to donate to. Like, this doesn't need to stop. This doesn't have to be our whole lives, but like it needs to continue on and still have some sort of momentum. Because like, I mean, everyone was outraged, kind of, sort of, like when that barbecue lady called the police and then it became a meme. Like, this cannot become a meme. This needs to be... Like, we need to continue to be activists in this. I completely agree. Listen, this was the first time that this is happening. But since everyone's paying attention now, make sure that you're paying fucking attention to the right things. If you're not making the conscious decision to check your privilege, you are a racist. Period. End of discussion. Like, as a Black person, I was born into a life of activity like of being an activist I've got to reach a little farther to be seen in the same light as white people I've got to be more forgiving and willing to educate the people around me about the color of my skin and my history because the schools aren't going to do it I have to consistently check myself if I don't want to be disruptive or loud or angry or ridiculous and those things are still going to be attributed to me anyways don't get it twisted like I have to be on edge. I have to be respectful in order to get respect. And just as a white person, you need to understand that you were born into passivity, even more so if you're a white man. If you take offense to that last sentence or whatever, understand that that my labels make me have to work every single, like I have to work every single day to combat my labels. Your labels get you better education, which leads to more opportunities and jobs and economic standings and therefore housing. And it's going to get you wealth that you can pass on to your children. It's not the same. Your job as an ally is to be active. Not today because it's trending, not violently because you feel like you need to be the loudest in order to be effective. You need to do this every day. I show up every day and I'm tired. I need you to show up. Take responsibility for your white privilege and use it. Make sure black voices are being heard at your schools, at your jobs, in your communities. If you see a white person being racist, and that even means like side comments, jokes, behaviors that you just dismissed in the past. I don't care if it's your family or your peers or the best friend that you've had since birth. Speak up. Educate yourself so that you can bridge the gap between racism and your black peers. Don't come up to me and say how crazy it is that this is still happening. I knew. Don't call and text me when someone says something crazy in front of me. Uh, Call them out. Be active. Be an active listener. Be an activist. When your black peers are talking about their experience and their pain, don't try and find a way to respond or to, to, to be the most sympathetic I don't need you to respond to, to me about my pain. Respond to the system that perpetuates that racism. See my color. Know my history because I know yours. Do your part to make sure that I don't have to teach anybody else, especially my children, my nieces, and my nephews, that their skin is a weapon. Do your part. I just like to say that, like, right now it's very much, like, performative and an event and stuff, and, like, that's all fine and dandy but like for me like it's not an event it's just my whole life and 
it should be on the people. And that's why it's very important that white people speak up about it because other white people listen to white people. Because clearly they have not been listening to us because we've been speaking about it for years. All lives don't matter until black ones do. Yeah. And that's just that on that. I'm not going to tell you to subscribe. I'm not going to tell you to do anything. We're going to (laughs) post links, donate, sign petitions, be active. Remember what we said about being an ally. Stand next to this cart and shut up.